Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to talk about kingdom stewardship, part three. Please take your seat. The first principle that will make somebody escape eternal judgment is as an unbeliever and natural man, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, the work he did on the cross, and receiving him into your life. Praise the Lord. If believing him is equal to receiving him, glory be to God. Praise the Lord. But there is the need to ask Jesus to come into your life. It's not everything you see people writing around that you should follow. That Jesus gave himself to us. So what? We are not the only people he gave himself to. The Bible says that this is the grace of God that bringeth what? Salvation to what? All men. But not all men will have the salvation. Why? Because there is something man must do. In response to what Christ has done, you need to ask him to come into your life. That one is called receiving him. And in John chapter 1, he said, he came to his own. His own received him, not. But as many as what? Receive him. Receive him. <laughs> he gave them the power. You don't have the power to become his son. You don't have the power of divine unison. If you don't make the choice to receive him. Or else everyone will go to heaven. You need to receive. That's what gives you the power to escape hell. So that's the first point. Number two. You see, a lot of people are using semantics to confuse people on the social media. Please, don't fall for that trap. This Christianity is a faith that was handed to us. You, you can't go to school and become more intelligent than what the Bible says. The Bible is the Bible. I'm telling you today, if you say you are here, you are in the world, you know Jesus came to die, you don't receive him, you make a step. Jesus said, I stand at your door, at the door of your heart, and I'm knocking, open. Hey. So that's the first, first level. Second level, we learned that the judgment will also be based on stewardship once you are Christian. That you need to account for your life, the assignment he gave you, the task he gave you, the mission, commission he commissioned you to 
accomplish and you need to render an account. It is upon that platform that we are discussing the issue of what? Kingdom stewardship. Because there's going to be judgment based on this. Jesus says something, and whenever I read it, it scares me. He said, whatever the Father committed unto my hands, no one has been able to take it from me. I can't try there. <laughs> hey, Paul said, I came full. I'm going empty. I can't ride there. He said, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Keep ourselves. We are not like any other church. We belong to the body of Christ. But we are very, very mindful of the mandate God has given us. Praise the Lord. Very mindful. And this is how we are going to be judged. The judgment is not going to be whether we dance praise or not. Yeah, the praises and dancing, they bring the power to accomplish a particular task that we have been given. Praise the Lord. It's very important that every church must put their own into perspective. Because two churches are not the same. The Bible says we are all members of one body. The ear is there. The ear doesn't speak. The ear hears. The mouth doesn't hear. It speaks. But we all belong to what? One body. So maybe we are the mouth. And the mouth must know what its functionality is. And pursue it. And never try to hear you see, one of the definitions of success is knowing what you have not been called to do. Knowing what you don't have capabilities, abilities. You don't have endowment. You have not been empowered to do. Is one of the definitions of what? Success. That's an exclusion criteria. So that you stay in the realm of inclusion. What is included in your, in your journey? Joshua, this book, don't take rod. You take book. Know that rod is Moses is rodo by your own a book. Don't follow rod matter. Just follow the book. Praise the Lord. That, that's that's the easiest way to succeed is to know exactly what you are working with and what you are not supposed to work with. Once you're able to exclude what you are not supposed to work with, the, the job is 50% done. Praise the Lord. Come on now, praise the Lord. The man said in 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 40, was I was busy here and there, I lost it. Seeing a man diligent in his own work, he shall be presented before great men. So they, it is important that you know what you have been called for and what you have not been called for. And we always want to put before us what we have been called for. And in that which we have been called for, God has made us stewards. So in this scripture, in the verse number 10, it says very clearly that we have to minister every man according to the gift that we have received. This is what he said. As every man has received a gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So look at what the Bible is saying. There is no stewardship until... There is some giving of some gift. Praise the Lord. Giving of some divine endowment. Now, because we have, we have been given. The Bible says when he ascended on high, he gave gift unto men. So every one of you here, whether you know or you don't know, you have been given. You have been what? Come on now. You have been what? He said, as every man. Did he say some men? Oh, yeah. Tell somebody, every man means you are included. And the fact that we are saying man does not mean women are not part. Tell somebody. 
Man there means both is unisex. Praise the Lord. <laughs> As every man has received the gift, the gift, even so minister the same one to another. So if you have not received, it is not required of you to minister. But if you have received the gift of Christ, that he offered himself as a gift to us, to save us, then you are required, required to minister. You are automatically recruited in redemption. You have been enlisted automatically. When he said yes to Jesus now, that's why in Jeremiah, when he said, who shall go for me? He said, I will go. He touched his mouth with the, he, he, straight away. Once you, you answer him now, you have you been sent. Hey, it's not like, I, I want to be a Christian to marry. No. Christianity is not for marriage. You can easily marry without Christianity. And even have a nice marriage. But today you are in Paris. The next day you are in Hawaii. The next day you are in you know, Miami. The next day you are in Bangladesh. You can be everywhere. You don't, just, you don't need Christianity to marry. Yeah, TNT. Like that. So, it is to minister. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Even so, minister the same one to another. And as you are ministering, he said, if you are ministering, then you have a chance to now qualify your stewardship. You have what? But if you are not ministering, you are still a steward. But you can't qualify it with what the Bible is qualifying here. He said, minister, put the scripture there. Beautiful. It's a very nice scripture, Bia. He said, minister the same one to another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As good stewards. So there can be good stewards and bad stewards. But all of them have received the manifold grace of God. That manifold grace of God is multifaceted grace of God. Multidimensional. That everything in grace has been given to you and I. So whether you know you don't know it's been given. Like, whether you know you have a heart or you don't have a heart or you, you, are, you have a heart. It's pumping blood. Are you here at all? <laughs> Some people have not gone to school to see the drawing of a heart. Whether you know you have a lung or you don't know, whether the organs in your body, you are aware of them or not, you have been given. Praise the Lord. You have been what? You have been given. You have, we have been given the manifold grace of God. Therefore, it is required of us to be what? Ministers. And it is when we start ministering based on the task we have been given. It's at that point that we can call ourselves what? Good what? Stewards. That means that automatically you are a steward. But how you conceptualize it would determine whether you will be a good steward or what? A bad steward. And Doing it the wrong way makes you a bad steward. Not doing anything about it at all makes you a bad steward. It is only doing it the right way and achieving the right result that makes you what? A good steward. And if there is wrong and right in this Christ concerning his work, you and I, we should be ready for some nice accountability time. Hey, this keeper says that we are seven years Oh, one day, as a whole church will stand there 
And our individual accountability will now be put together and say that the church in Philadelphia, I know your works. <laughs> the church in Ephesus, I know your, I am praying, oh. And you see, when he was addressing them in that Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3, he says, I know your words. There are some of you. It's, it's not everyone. Or even the baddest church there, there were still people there who were very good, but some were bad. And I'm praying that when we stand as a corporate organization before God, and he is pointing the church that is in Medina, called the keeper's house, the church that is in Finland <laughs> is in Takradi, and then they put all of us in that one basket. They will not say that. He will not say that I know your way, but some of you in there have the practice of the Nicolaitans. <laughs> so as we are here, tell somebody, pay attention to the work God has given you. In this commission. And don't play down on it. Because one day, one day. When we are to render an account. In the seven years. Already in the marking scheme. There are some things we are supposed to accomplish for the kingdom. I don't know whether we have done. We have not done. But one thing that I am doing. Paul said one thing I do. So I forget about it. I am pressing because I don't know who is slowing down. You see, when they are doing a relay and the team is first, some second, third, fourth, blah, blah, blah. It is the running and the changing of the baton by different hands that culminate in the position they, they eventually what? Take. So you see that some people run better time and some others run bad time. Yes. I am praying that at all times I will run a very good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if we all run very good time, we are sure of a very good place. True of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, when somebody running bad time, you just run your time. Do what? I can't hear you. Tell somebody to run your time. Just run your time. Run your time. Make sure you do what? Run your race. Run your race and run your time. Sometimes you are in a team, we are all here, and you see some people playing around as if nothing is uh, by the time we just, whether we like it or we don't like it, or some will be good shepherd and some will be what? Bad steward. Good steward, bad steward. May you never be the bad steward. <laughs> In the Bible, the basti word is the one who buried the word, the talent. Sometimes the basti word is the one who is angry at God. One day I'll preach it. Yes, angry at the master. You reap where you have not sold. The basti word is the one that's not fruitful. Unprofitable servant, the Bible calls him. And boy, that one was cast into outer darkness. Where there was gnashing of teeth. Groaning, screaming. I don't know why there will be outer darkness in heaven. Would there be darkness in heaven? That scripture I read, uh, the thing they, they do me something. Outer darkness. Now, not darkness self. 
it's, it's, it's like another level of darkness, pa. I'm saying, oh, yes, you do now, dear girl, who cry, you cry, you unbeliever. I how do you know? Who be hell, you cry. Somewhere, somewhere, outskirt of hell. But basically, we're talking about regret, deep regret for opportunities that we have that we are not using. Praise the Lord. So here, when Peter is talking about this verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and what ever. So stewardship is, I mean someone will ask what is kingdom stewardship. In, in, the, in the part two, I had given um, a definition that stewardship is ministering to and for Christ. That's why stewardship should be what? Faithful. And uh, we said that they are custodians of the mysteries of Christ. Now, in this service, stewardship is to take care and use God's critical tools for kingdom work and to create solutions on earth. Is to take care, stewardship is to take care. Taking care is one. Number two, use God's critical tools. He said, I've given you manifold grace. That those are the critical tools for the salvation of men. Critical tools. For what? For kingdom work. And when you are doing that, what are you doing? You are creating solutions for the kingdom of God. By creating solutions for men. So when we win souls, we are creating solutions. We are doing kingdom work. What are we using? The name of Jesus. Critical tool. Salvation. The blood that Jesus shed. Praise the Lord. The gift that you have been given when you are singing, you are ministering. When you are following up as a shepherd, you are using critical tools. You have been given life. It's a critical tool. It's a minister according to the ability which God gives it. God gives us ability to minister. Say the ability is to minister for God's work. Come on now, tell somebody. The ability God has given you is to minister and do God's work. Take care of God's work. Use the abilities he's given you to do his work and to create solutions. Praise the Lord. So in other words, stewards are caretakers of the manifold grace of God. They are caretakers. I'm a caretaker. All the giftings God has given me, I'm a caretaker. The church is also a gift here on earth. And I've been opportuned to be the pastor of this church. I'm a caretaker. When you are taking care of a department, you are taking care of a vision, the church, God has given to the church, all of that, you must have this mentality that I'm a steward, I'm taking care of critical assignment. Is what? I can't hear you. Is what? Critical. Critical assignment. So important. If you miss it, you miss your life. Critical assignment. Stewards are caretakers of the manifold grace of God. And we are giving gift to minister to one another on behalf of Christ. So the gift of life you are being given. The gift of time 
the gift of your intelligence, the gift of marriage. Marriage is a gift, though. Children are a gift. These are all gifts. They should never hinder you from ministry. They should rather motivate you from what? From ministry. Hey. And a caretaker must think like an owner. Because you have been delegated authority to walk in the powers of the owner. True or false? I want to find out oh, if Christ says you are a steward. And your, the definition of a steward is a caretaker. I want to find out that at this particular juncture, what are you taking care of? That's number one. Number two, is the real owner happy of your services? Are you owning the thing so much so that she, he doesn't care being there because he knows that job will be taken care of? It's, it's a serious matter we are talking about here. Uh, we can't be partying because we are serving years. We need to know that we have been handed a task, a mandate. And if he were to say that, okay, you, all you are doing is just serving years. Tonight is accountability night. Sister, the way you have dressed nicely, you know, what, were, what are you going to say? Hey, boy. You see that? By the time he comes, some cement, some places have cracked. So, some places are dirty. Some places are uninhabitable. Some, some place will be leaking and blah, blah. And you can't you can call yourself care. It, it defeats the word. Care. Where is the care? The soul we said take care of. Have you? C-A-R-E. Caretaking. What have you taken? What are you taking? We give you instrument, you blow it. We give you assignment, you don't do. You say you are taking care of what? You are taking care of your children. <laughs> Not God's business. <laughs> don't say you are taking care of it. Oh, we take care of God's business. We are, we are stewards. We are shepherd. Title without care. Without function. It's, it's nothing. There are many churches, and if we are not careful, we'll become like one of such churches, who have a clear mandate, and they are either not doing it or doing something else. Yeah. You can come from the line of stewards and be a thief. You have changed assignment. <laughs> you are supposed to watch over. Eh? But you are rather... <laughs> You are rather the threat in the system. Boy, what, how come you have become a follow-up matter? Like, there's work to be done. Oh. Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Let, no let, let me just calm down. It's like I'm, I'm heating up. I want to calm down. Should I calm down? I'm saying that <laughs> it is expected of us to care. In Corinthians, it talks about the ministry of care, caregiving. No ministry can survive when the carers are not functioning. Those who serve tables. Look at the chaos that happened in the church in the book of Acts. Because those who were supposed to serve tables were not there. They had to put spiritual people to go and care, care for the people. Care for the, the ministry. Praise the Lord. 
The ministry that is not just the preaching and the prayer. The serving of the tables. Ha. Ah. Because when that is not that, the chaos in the church, no church can move in chaos. You can rule in the midst of your enemies, so, but chaos is not a function of aliens in our midst all the time. Sometimes chaos is from legitimate widows, legitimate people in the house who are in chaos, confusion, because there's no leadership. Because there are no what? Stewards. Is God talking to someone here? And we have been called to offer that service. And we have to do that. I'm praying that in these seven years, oh, from here, may you become a good steward in Jesus' name. That keepeth us everywhere. As a church, we shall become good stewards of the manifold grace that has been given unto us. That we will minister one to another. Shout a better amen. amen. It's a good word. Isn't it a good word? May you escape the judgment of stewardship. Shout a better amen. amen. You shall be a profitable servant. A fruitful one in the name of Jesus. When the master comes, you shall not be found wanting. You will be a profitable servant who will render an account that you have, you have, had, you have made double of whatever was given unto you. That amen is not coming out at all. May from today make grace to be able to do what is yours. Your task may come upon you. May the zeal to do that come on, come on now. Receive the zeal here right now. If your eyes are blinded to your task, may God open your eyes. In this seven years, may we do more than we, we are required to do. Shout aloud, amen. It's a powerful night. So, we are giving gifts to minister to one another on behalf of Christ. And the main purpose, what's the main purpose of this stewardship? It's in that verse 11. It says that, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and Ever. Our stewardship is to bring glory to the Lord in all things. In what? Come on now. In what? That's the main purpose. To show forth his praise. Is to bring glory to God in our ministrations or service to the kingdom in all things. So the standard for measure is, am I bringing glory to God in all things? Not some things. I can see that those of you here, you are really singing, bringing glory to God. But is that all things? All things? No. There's just one aspect. You remember, you have not received a single grace. You have received what? Manifold grace. Manifold. It has tributaries. Multiple channels of grace. As you are singing, you are holding your cell. As you are holding the cell, you are holding some chapel somewhere. Are you here at all? Manifold grace means you can multitask. 
and still be successful in all things through Christ who strengthens you. That marriage will not suffer because of ministry and ministry will not suffer because of marriage. All things. To the pure, all things are what? Pure. All things. Hey. Ministry is not the reason why you are unemployed. And your job is not the reason why the ministry must collapse. All things bring glory. Praise the Lord. There is massive work. Jesus said, he said, the harvest. The harvest. Why does God need stewards? Because the harvest can get rotten. He said, the fields are white. Then he never said that go uh, look for sowers. He said, the fields, they are white. Men are ready to be harvested. The ministry was ready before you were born. You, you were born and the work was there for you to do. The harvest, is, he didn't say the plowing. He didn't say the, the whatever preparation of the land, blah, blah, blah. He said the harvest. The going before it gets rotten. Too much work. Few laborers. That's why he's saying that I need you to own this matter. You can't play. Because every second counts in the ministry. No unnecessary excuses. No delaying, idling about losing your momentum and your freshness and your, and your power to, to explode. You can't go up and come down. When you start flying, keep flying. Praise the Lord. Because the harvest is what? Plenty. No play. The laborers are few. Before we came here, the work was bigger than we could handle. Please take your seat. I want to make one point. And then we'll, we'll, we'll close. Hey, I see you doing more for the Lord. Amen. That, that, that amen can be louder than it is. Amen. You see, in stewardship, there are, in stewardship, there are dynamics. And one of the dynamics is in Luke chapter 16, verse 4. Luke 16, 4. It's a dynamic in stewardship. He said, I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So this is a servant that had a challenge with a master and he decided to go around and renegotiate rates. And in doing so, he, when he saw that he was in trouble, he said, I am resolved in what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship. So one of the dynamics of stewardship is that it is an office and we can lose it. When I'm put out of the stewardship. It's an office. It's a calling. Everybody has been called. And you can lose it. King Saul was called, anointed, put there. He lost it. Judas lost it. Many lost it in the Bible. 
And it will not be different from us. Ananias, he was given some resources so, to just take care of for the work of God. And he lost it. And in all, in scriptures, in all instances, when you lose your stewardship, you lose your life. Saul. Ananias, Sapphira. Who did I mention again? Judas. <laughs> you lose it. You, why? Because your life's purpose is tied to your stewardship. That is the only thing that makes your life meaningful in the hands of God. When you are saved by the redemptive blood of Jesus, you are already valuable because of the blood. But you are useful based on what you do with the call of God upon your life. And there is a call. So he said, every steward should be what? Faithful. Please, let us stop hearing the word of God eh? and, and telling ourselves that it was a good word. That mind of it is a good, it was a good word. Eh? It's a dangerous mind to be a that the word comes to make you a doer, not a listener for analysis. So, so, so for analysis, oh, Pastor preaches so well. I like it when he preaches, it's so clear, no complication, he breaks it down. And when your digestive system breaks down the food, eh, we don't clap for it. The, the, the system knows that it has to separate the powers and make sure that the nutrients are well distributed for your healthy living and proper growth through of us. It's not the breaking down the cry to me, bro. It's not breaking down the word. No. What's important is that protein will go to where protein has to go. No, so Kabo will go to where Kabo has to go. Uh, the other one, what's the name of that one? Eh? Oh. Eh. Okay, oh. <laughs> that the whole system will be balanced. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hey. You see that? The breakdown will make the system balanced, healthy, and then grow well. Kidney is doing its work. Lungs doing their work. You know, and all of that. So, that is, it was a good word. It was a really good word. It could see saying, could read saying. You know, it should, God is speaking to us directly. And he wants us to take action by the express word he's giving us. Not to sit and be analyzing and be thinking like, what a word. What a word. What a word. What a word. What do you mean by what a word? <laughs> like, what word is it? The real powerful word is the word, you see, if you read the book of Hebrews, when it talks about 
I think it's Hebrews that talks about the fact that the word of God is sharper for, I think 412. The word of God is, is let's read that right. Let's read, let's read there. Let me digress a little. For the word of God is quick, is what? And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to what? The dividing ascender of what? Soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow. And is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That the thing is able to enter. It's like fire inside of you. And you need to take action with that kind of fire. It should make you quick, sharp. Not to say, oh, our church pastor can preach. Let's go. Let's go. Preach, preach what? Many people can preach. In the New Testament, when they heard the word, their hearts were burning for the Lord. And they went out there. And they did as the word came. Praise the Lord. He does have, that has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says. It's not pastor preaching. Once a while we'll make the place funny and all of that. But you, you should know what is going on now. That God is speaking. On this seventh year. Like joke, like joke. We are seven. You can't keep saying that good word. If a good teacher teaches and you don't apply it to pass examination, what's the essence of it? Like what's the essence of good teaching when there is no proper application for success? What's the essence of it? Are you here, please? Come on now, please. Are you here? Are you here? Stewardship is an office and you can lose it. He said he resolved that he didn't want to lose his stewardship. People have no resolved. You need a resolve. What do you need? A resolution, not the thirty-first one. You write many things on paper that you don't even find where you put the paper. <laughs> you must make an eternal resolution that I'm here for a purpose in my heart. Marriage happens. I'm doing it. It doesn't happen. I'm still doing it because you see, there is something greater. It is tied to your very existence. It's existential. When we remove this stewardship office from your life, what is left is a carcass that doesn't have life. And the reason why you have this life, what kind of life? As a Christian, is that the spirit of the Lord is inside of you to do what God wants to do here on earth. And if you, are not, if you check out of that office, after a while, that spirit must check out of you. Because the spirit is only in you to do his will. So when you are not doing his will, look, and this spirit has been too generous. The Holy Spirit, he says that he will come and take what is of the Father and show you. He will come comfort you. He will come and help you to do what you are supposed to do. The spirit is inside of us, enabling us 
And so sometimes when he wants us to do the work of God, we have decided to use that enablement to do something else. Boy, today is a good day. God wants you to hear this, but I don't want to press the matter. Church, you need to listen to this message over and over and over again. As a steward in this church, you know, when the, the people, the, the security men in, the, in a proper stadium, they are called stewards. Whenever there's chaos in the stadium and something happens in a particular corner, the first people who get investigated are the stewards. Not even the crowd. Like, you, you watch over here. The matter happened here. At the first point of investigation. I'm praying, oh. I'm praying that God will not say that this place, this nursing hospital area, is your territory. And I put some hundred nurses be and doctors there that you were supposed to win and uh, they were just dying and causing abortion here and there. And what is happening there? Still what? Why are some people around you? You are the steward in that space. The chaos happening there to some extent. Eh? Yeah, pointing I'm praying that boy that God is making you to watch over some quantum of money because of the building we are going to build. Boy. What do you want to use that money for? You want to use the money for betting? Use the money for what? Like what? Go and build a huge house in your village. A village that you don't stay there for even up to one week. And Ananias and Sapphira, what was in their hand? Eh? Was for the ministry. They decided to pocket some. Boy. The time you have, it has to be used appropriately. Or else power will not follow you. You may, you may be checked out of your office. Oh, and the Bible talked about Judas. He said, let another take his place. In, in, in stewardship, substitution is allowed. And, and, and the beauty of that substitution is that there can be, you, 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 they don't need to substitute you by eliminating you. You are there in the field of play, but you are being replaced. Like King Saul is on the throne, but David has been anointed as a king. And he has not exited the throne. He is there now. They have anointed his replacement. Eli is there. His replacement has been anointed somewhere. And all the time, in stewardship, substitution, and replacement, there are more people who are better than whoever is there misbehaving. Elijah is thinking, I'm the only one. God said, hey, brother, 7,000 are there. Special forces ready to do better than you are doing. Just shut up. In fact, as a sign that 
you and sometimes God will make you now bring your substitute. Go and anoint Elisha to replace you. No, God is not hiding from you. He told Moses, come up, I'm killing you. Joshua is taking over. May another not take your place. Oh, That amen is not strong at all. May another not take your place. Now, let me come up. These children that God has given you, that you are beating them like you want to kill them. Be careful. Be what? Be careful. You will account for them one day. By the time you know. Hmm. Some of us in our next life, if we ever come back, we will not become human beings. You will become like a firewood. We can use you to burn some and, and just roast some corn. Because you don't know how to treat human beings as, as a steward of that wife, that husband that has been given you. Do you know that it's not everybody who has been given grace to marry? That you have been given grace to marry and you are already having high wisdom. You are high-minded. You are thinking more than you should think. Hi. You are high-minded. Next time, you will certainly be a firewood. Firewood doesn't marry. Yes, it's a substitution. It's like this life is the justifier of inclusion. Next life, when we are coming, some people will not come at all. Like, some people will not be allowed to enter the keeper's house. I'm telling you. I hope you are not the one God is speaking to. You have to remember the state in which God brought you into his presence. After that, he has done you good. You cannot allow your zeal for the Lord to die. I like Revelations chapter 3, verse 11. Look at what the Bible said. It said, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. If you allow another man to be used to substitute you, he will wear the crown. Of course. The whole matter is about the crown. It's about what? I can't hear you. It's about what? It's about the crown. And some people are going to lose their crown. 
He said, hold it, hold it so that you don't lose your crown. Some people still don't know that the matter is a matter about your crown. And you can lose your crown. And because of that, in verse 19, John the Revelator, by the Spirit, said something. He said, verse 19. In verse 19, Revelation 3, 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Be what? Zealous. And that's a Christian book. Must continually repent from where you are falling. Continually. And you see, he's saying that most of the times your basilitan state is, is, is measured in the kind of zeal you are operating in. You see, some people are basilited and the real thing that must, must help them to recover themselves is that they should be zealous. That means that you are, you, <laughs> you need repentance because you don't have zeal. And you need the zeal to come up. So, some people, the, the reason why they are, they are losing their office of stewardship is that the fire they started with, that's not the fire they are working in. Started with so much fire for the work of God. For the things of God. It was, I want to please God. I, I want to make you, make you proud. I want to do it. All of a sudden, hey, all of a sudden, all your zeal is gone. The zeal is gone. You don't even know. You don't feel like coming again. Doing again. I won't do again. I won't come again. Hey. He said, be zealous and what? Repent. That the being zealous is the repentance we are talking about. Ask somebody. Ask somebody. Do you know where your zeal is? I saw you before. You saw yourself before. Where are you now? Where is your zeal? 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 And he's saying that sometimes for somebody to get their zeal back, they need to be rebuked. We as a church, we need to be rebuked sternly. Because you can miss the mark and think you are fine. And you have missed road, but you are just driving. You need to be rebooked. They have to tell you that, no, this is an emergency route. Don't pass here. It's for only the ambulance. My friend, clap from there. Like that. You know that when you receive rebuke and you are angry. Sometimes the rebuke is what is helping you to maintain that your stewardship office. Small thing, then you have become emotional. Small thing, munkasa ye, munya we ye. Umisa, sorry, I kiss me, I kiss you, I love him, I love him. Yeah. Word of God comes. Sharp rebuke, correction, reproof, so that you will be thorough, and as a man of God, you'll be able to accomplish every good work without a dent. Zeal, be zealous and repent. Ask somebody, where is your zeal? Where is your zeal? Where is your zeal? 
Now tell them you come to church late. You don't follow up your souls. You don't have appetite for the work of God. No appetite for prayer. No appetite for the word. You don't want to do anything for God. Shout and say, where is your zeal? Hey. The things that matter to you are going nowhere with you. See that you are there. You have lost your zeal. And they are too akasa, akasa. And they just say, you have become like a mediator among the brethren. And it's like I'm solving issues. I'm so, hey, mind, mind your business. Do what? Protect your zeal. Do what? Sometimes getting into too many issues will make you yourself have issue. Focus. Sometimes I'm there. I begin to hear too much. I just, I just... Like, sometimes I come for choir rehearsal, I'll see this MD here. He'll be teaching them song, you know, alto, tenor, soprano. Sometimes they'll be singing. You see that something has gone off. He'll he just do his ear. Like, it's like his ear has jammed up. He has to clean the ear. The ear must set. So you know that it is this alto people. They are not singing. They're still. There's a way that you hear, you begin to have a problem. You are not able to decipher. You yourself will be lost. And you are supposed to be leading. Boy, it's a distraction. You see, you just, you just be cleaning the air. Everybody is bringing bad news to you. Bad news here. Fight here, fight there, fight here. They are zeal killers. What kind of, what is it? It's a zeal killer. And you see that before all those things were coming to you, Charlie, you were on fire. You were what? But all these zeal killers have come your way and you think I'm solving this problem, solving this problem. By the time you know you yourself, you have a problem. Zeal killers. Oh, we were sister, yeah, focus. I'm sorry, dear. We love God. That's why we are here. So anybody that says, hey, I'm sorry, in a sad day, we, it's here. We say, Nipa Krono, we are inside. I'm sorry. Nenkensi wei. Bisi wa hanti bo hubai. No, maybe we are mako aiman in toa, sorry. Focus on Jesus. Focus, focus. Some people we said this is they won't mind out until the thing will happen to them. And by the time you say, Pastor, you know, you were saying that by the time you know it has kicked your zeal out. May nobody's zeal be scattered. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I say, may nobody's zeal be scattered. Do you know how Judas lost his zeal? He saw the giftings they were bringing to Jesus. And instead of just being part of the fellowship. He just decided solving that as a problem behind. Why, why, why is this expenditure? Why? Why this expenditure? Why, why would the church, the church is not even a physical building. Why would the church buy a land for that much when there are poor people in the community? And there are poor people in the church. And the church is saying, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's doing that, he's doing that. Meanwhile, there are poor people in the church. 
Jesus told Judas, he said, the poor, the poor, nobody can help the poor forever. If they are not ready to help themselves, they will always, one of the things that will never be eradicated from humanity, not just poverty, poor people. It will never finish. Do you know it's not every poor person who wants to be fine? If you like right now, pick some people from the street right now that you want to clean them, set them up. If they are 10, you are not likely to retain six. They will scatter you in a way that, you see, it's only God. It's only what? It's only God. That's why it's God himself that fights for the poor and takes care of the poor. If you start playing all this game, and this person was in the hospital, nobody even went to visit. Nobody. You are not body here. You, you are not a body. Focus. Do what? Focus. Boy, may your zeal be on top. I see you flying in Jesus' name. By the time we are eight years, you will not just be a church member. You will not just be a church worker. You will be someone that God himself will be proud of. May you never lose the office of your stewardship. In the mighty name of Jesus, may this resolution be your resolve. That the zeal of the Lord will consume you. May you be on fire. May you be a woman that many will admire. May you be a man that many will admire. May you be a sister, a brother that many will admire. Let fire be in your bones. Receive the fire to do the work of God. Rise to your feet. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, oh boy. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-116-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.